Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Bloker Joker podcast powered by Pub Sports Radio. It's me again, Cody Gelhausen at Squid's Picks. And to my right in person is Matt Lawrence at Matt J underscore Lawrence on Twitter. Matt, we just wrapped up watching the West Ham and Watford match. And we're moving on to another weekend of Premier League football. Are you ready for it? Because I am. You're damn right. Two weeks left. It doesn't get any better than this, Cody, being with you here in person. And wow, that Watford back line was atrocious. Yeah, they were typical fashion today. Mikel Antonio really kept up his run for him. He's so impressive. He learned how to dribble. He learned how to take a touch. And the finishing is there. I like what I'm seeing out of West Ham right now, personally. I do, too. I mean, they're safe for another year. What a hit from Declan Rice. Mm-hmm. He's been linked to some Chelsea rumors here recently. We'll see if he goes back to his old boyhood club. But, man, this is a great week of fixtures. I like a lot of plays here. I'm ready to kick them off with you, Cody. Let's start it up at the top here. We've got Burnley going on the road to take on Norwich City, a fade, fade, fade side that have not won since the break. And Burnley are unbeaten in 13 of 14. And as we are speaking, I'm seeing the line drop a little bit from a plus 122 here on DraftKings to plus 118. The line is shifting. Maybe it's because the podcast is turned on. Matt, that's shifting quickly. I wrote it down about 30 minutes ago at a 120 plus 125 plus 125 on the same book. Um, and I, I honestly, I don't want to say you're an idiot if you're not going to play Burnley, but you kind of have to. Mm-hmm. On the money line at plus, I have them at plus 125, plus 118, whatever you can grab them at if it's at a plus price. First of all, it's disrespectful to Burnley to be laying a plus price against Norwich. I don't care if you're going to Norwich. They're abysmal. Norwich have lost nine straight matches. And they have not shown like they even care about it. They have no grit. They don't dig in. They don't try to defend. They don't get forward. And this Burnley side, uh, they've won three of their last six. And they've had some tough fixtures. And they're cruising right through. They get goals when they need them. You can't score on them. And Norwich is a team that struggles to score. Burnley is top three or four most difficult side right now to break down and get a goal on. There's really not much to say about this one, Matt. You kind of have to take Burnley, don't you? You do. It's a consensus bloker joker podcast play. And it's one of those that if you play it and it loses, you know, you just kind of tip your cap because it's a must play. It's an auto bet. And the one thing, Cody, that we've been doing really, really well on since the restart is fading this Norwich side. Mm. They have been atrocious, just like you touched on. I really don't need to go into any more detail here. Burnley, like I said, unbeaten in 13 of 14. I just don't see any other way. I would take this if Burnley were minus 130. How's that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Sia wouldn't want to be at Norwich. They're going to be down in two weeks' time. We're going to move on to Bournemouth. Bournemouth, who are still fighting that relegation battle, are going to host Southampton, who are surging right now. Bournemouth are the favorites at plus 135 because they need the points. Southampton are at a juicy, which, man, I'm sure you love, plus 185 price. Are you looking at that one? I think the price is too big. I really do. I don't. I think that this is off. I think this should be a clear pick em across the board. But like you touched on, Cody, it's desperation time for Bournemouth, especially after seeing Watford today and how they performed. Eddie Howe has a lifeline here. Bournemouth have been better. They were pretty solid against Man City. They created some solid chances. They were um, really nice in the second half too. They they could have scored a couple late on and 
tied that match against Manchester City. But this price is still a little bit wacky to me. I, I think that Southampton are the better side here, and they're the dogs. And there's no fans in the stands. I, I think that this should just be a pick them across the board. I think there is some value on Southampton, but I'm going another way. Southampton, for me, all season have been a fantastic both teams to score type of squad. And why not go back to it, especially with the way that Bournemouth have been scoring the ball in the last couple of weeks? I've got both teams to score and over 2.5 goals here in this match at minus 108. 13 of the last 17 Southampton road matches have seen both teams to score. Eight out of the last 10 Bournemouth matches have seen over 2.5 goals in them. And the Cherries have been popped for two goals, at least two goals, in eight of their last 11 matches. Mm. It, all of the trends stack up here, Cody. I think we're going to see a really entertaining fixture. I, unless Eddie Howe has some type of game plan to really sit in here and grab a point, I just don't see this one any other way. Wow, man. It's summertime, but you've been doing your homework. Mm. That's a good one. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. If I went anywhere, it'd be on that both teams to score and the over. Uh, I'm not backing it just because I, I, I don't know what I'm going to get out of Bournemouth with, for the situation they're in. I, I want to take situations that I can control as a better. This is not one of them for me. Maybe they do, you know, what, 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 maybe Burnley or Burnley, Bournemouth are going to come out and be completely flat. Or maybe you're going to get the Burnley that we've seen over the past couple of weeks who have been really good, mm -hmm. really good. Manchester City, they were fantastic on the day. They were. They put up a good fight. I felt kind of sorry for Eddie Howe that they couldn't collect any sort of point from that because they desperately needed it. So, I, Matt, I really do not have anything on this one. It's fair play. We'll move right on over to a pretty big match. A lot of impl implications here. We've got Spurs hosting Leicester City. Spurs right now currently sit at plus 130 on the money line. Leicester, if you want them, they're over 2-1 to one on your money. And the draw is looking somewhat attractive here at plus 240. Cody, do you want to take this one away first? Yeah, Matt, to be honest on this one, uh, I don't mean to be a bore, but I don't really have much on this either because, in my opinion, these are, again, two sides where I'm not getting any consistency as far as – because I like to play totals. I don't know if you know Tottenham's going to play that – that game that Jose Mourinho is known for, where they're going to kind of sit in and try to counter Leicester because mm -hmm. against good teams, he, he tends to do that. And on the Leicester side, I mean, they're, they're up and down that you just don't really know what they're going to get. They switch back to a back five. Are they going to stick with that? Or are they going to, you know, go back to a back four, you know, Sanjunku is out, which is, is big time. He's going to miss the rest of the season. So I think if I'm going anywhere, it would be under two and a half at minus minus one Oh six. If I had to pick a side slightly, slightly to Tottenham because they have more quality around the pitch. Wow. Slightly into his favorite boys and Spurs mm, here. And that's where I'm going, guys. I, this is one of my favorite plays of the week. I, I'm not going to bank it. I'm going to keep everything at one unit here. But I think that Spurs, I grabbed it immediately. I have Spurs, draw no bet, minus 135. That's good price. Since Jose Mourinho has taken over at Tottenham Hotspur, they are fourth in the table. They're a top four side, and it's it's really flown under the radar. No one would even really guess that, I think. I mean, they've been – they've had, like you said, Cody, their inconsistencies and their stretches of good form and bad form. But and Spurs – they scrap points. They do scrap points. And, and this is a managerial battle that has some history, Cody. Whose side took out Brendan Rodgers in Liverpool's hopes and dreams and – 2013 and 14. Well, guess what? Jose Mourinho has a chance to do it once more and Gerard repeat Boots. history. 
Yes, yeah, he, he slipped something in there. But for me here, Tottenham are unbeaten in seven of their last eight. Leicester City are, like you touched on, Cody, without Soyonku, one of the best defenders in this league. Not to mention Chilwell is out for the season. And like we've touched on for weeks and weeks and weeks, Ricardo Pereira right back. For me here, if Leicester scrape away a win or a draw in this match, it is going to be all up to Casper Schmeichel. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I mean, it's it, Leicester need to outperform more than Tottenham do to get a point out of here. So that's that's why I like him as well. Another yeah, thing, like yeah, another thing to touch on is Leicester have been abysmal since the new year on the road. They've been unbackable on the road. I'm not backing them here. I'm backing a team that I think overall, especially with the injuries, is better. They have a better front three. They have a better midfield. And they right now, with they, they have a better defense, and they have the same quality, if not better, goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting a team that I think overall, all around, when you put 11 on 11, is better here. And I'm getting it at a draw-no-bet. I think at worst this match draws, but I really think that Mourinho – is going to creep up into Rogers' nightmares once more. No, absolutely. I, I like where you're going with that one, Matt. And we can uh, go ahead and move on again to the South Coast where Brighton, Hovey, and Albion are going to host Newcastle. And this one, Matt, we have Brighton as the favorites, heavy favorites, minus 112. You can get Newcastle at plus 340. And this is a Newcastle side that I really like for you know a few weeks here going into the restart. But you look at both of these teams over their last three matches, they're not faring so well. Newcastle's dropped uh, three straight matches, haven't even got a point. Brighton have only picked up one point in their last three matches. Granted, both teams played Manchester City. Brighton played Liverpool. But in this one, I like both teams to score. And, Matt, we talked about it off off the air that Brighton have some good quality going forward. You know, They have Trossard. They have Malpe. They have Aaron Moy. They have Gross. And the list goes on. And they can get their goals, especially – and this is where I like these kind of plays. When you have two sides that are mid to lower table and they face each other, that is when the quality really shines through. It, obviously, it's not going to as much against the Liverpool and City because they can deal with it. They're, they have more quality in the back. So when you f- match these guys up, they're going to score. There's, it's going to shine through. And the same goes for Newcastle with Amarone and, say, Maximum and, and Jolinton. Like, they're going to get their chances. Both teams will. I'm not going to do an accumulator. I am playing the, the both teams to score, not the accumulator with the over two and a half, because I can easily see this as a one-one. It's because I think it'll be a little bit cagey in that midfield. Both teams to score, though, is an absolute play at minus one hundred eight. It's the second consensus bloker joker podcast play here, and I just want to touch on, folks, the bloker joker pod consensus plays all season have been fire. We'll need to go back look at some of the data, but it's it's really been trending up. We're definitely plus five, six units at a minimum. Mm-hmm. And it's when we both see something that we like here. Both teams to score, minus 108. Nine consecutive home matches for Brighton. They've allowed a goal. Newcastle, since the restart, really, the, the last five of six mm-hmm. matches have seen both teams to score. And their last five matches have seen over 2.5 goals. I lean Brighton here. I do. I think Brighton are all around a little bit better. When we look at their midfield, I think that they're going to have possession here. And under Graham Potter, they've had that fluidity that some of these other mid-table sides have somewhat lacked. I just think that I see Malpe getting a goal. Um, I, I see 
as long as I'm getting St. Maximum and, and Joe Linton and those players in the lineup, I mean, it could be a lineup checker because some of these teams have been rotating a bit. But again, guys, I mean, this is a match where who cares? I mean, let's go out and have some fun and let's have some free-flowing football. Yeah, These teams have nothing to lose. Go ahead, grab a couple goals in the first half, and let's cash this ticket at minus 108. I think it's a fair price. Um, but if anyone is wanting to lean on a side, I, I do lean Brighton. I just it's kind of surprised to see them here at minus 112 right now here on a on a Friday afternoon. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I think that Newcastle have struggled recently. So I, I think that Brighton could maybe pick up three points and win this 2-1. But I, I just, as long as I'm getting that good attacking lineup from Newcastle, I'm all over this. You should. Uh, yeah, that, that'll pretty much sum that up. Another consensus play from the Bloker Joker podcast. And we'll cruise on. Sheffield United are going to host Everton. Ooh, Everton. They've been in some trouble lately. And in this one, you have Sheffield as the favorites at plus 115, Everton at plus 255. Matt, take it away. Yes. In this one here, I, it's just a fade of Everton. I made a terrible bet last week on Everton. Um, and I'm going to try to right my wrongs here and fade this squad. It looks like Ancelotti is kind of checked out. He's ready for the transfer window. He wants to get in there, buy a couple players, and really try to see what he can do with some of the funds that the board is going to give them there in Merseyside. And for me here, I think that Chris Wilder and Sheffield are a little bit more motivated. They're higher up in the table. They're still playing for Europa League spots. And it would be a huge, huge victory for Sheffield United, who were odds-on favorites to drop this season, to go and make a claim in Europe. That would be tremendous here. This price at plus 120, it's more than fair for me to back them. And I'm going to back Sheffield United here. Also, just want to touch on something. 15 of the last 20 Sheffield home matches have seen under 2.5 goals. So 75% of their home matches this season have seen under 2.5. It's at minus 155. It's a little bit outside the range that I like to go, but I could not talk anyone off of playing an under here. I think if you play the under 2.5, 75% of the time, you're probably going to cash that ticket. I, I don't see where goals are coming from here. I, I'm looking for a Sheffield 1-0, 2-0, just like in the reverse fixture. Yeah, man, that's that's the first thing I looked when I saw this fixture was the the posted total, um, minus one fifty five. You said, yes, it, it's tough to lay off that. Personally, I'm not playing it because I don't I don't like playing unders unless it's a very good spot. Because um, watching a match and playing an under is a horrible experience. It is, it is. But this uh, one feels right. Oh, it's, it? absolutely. This right. one smells. Talk and about not under. being able to score the ball. How can Everton score? They their midfield. That has nothing to offer as far as, you know, service. You know, Calvert-Lewin up there, he runs his ass off. He's a good finisher, but he gets absolutely no service. It's like when you go to a bar on Friday night, your beer's been sitting next to you empty for 10 minutes, and there's no chance the, the bartender's coming over. That's what Calvert-Lewin is doing there. He's sitting there on Friday night with no mates. He can't get any service. So there's no chance I'm touching Everton here. I would lean Sheffield at a plus 115 price. I'm not betting it because they draw so often that I, I can't really get behind them to win, especially against a side. Everton does have quality in the back and on the top, the front three, not the midfield. So I, that's the only reason I'm not playing it, but I do like that you're looking at a map. Okay, let's move it on over then. We're just quick and 
pacey right now on this Friday afternoon. Let's keep it going. Wolves minus 215 right now, hosting Crystal Palace at, you know, plus 675, plus over plus 700 at some books right now. The draw plus 320 here. My gosh, Cody, this line just feels weird. It just, it just, I don't understand why Wolves are over 200 against Palace. I know Palace have been had having their struggles and whatnot, but this just doesn't feel right to lay that kind of price. Do I think that Wolves should win here? Yes, I do. They they still have things to play for. They can and first off, let's not forget they're still in the Europa League that's going to restart mm-hmm. here soon. So they're still trying to build and build um on some of their match fitness, their match, you know, just their tactical awareness on things and for me here, it's it's pretty simple, guys. If you've been listening to the podcast since the restart, even before the restart, Wolves, halftime draw, plus 120. I don't see any other reason to go any other way. I do expect Wolves and Nuno Santos to kind of put out that extremely attacking lineup here that they did um, last week. But it's just one of those, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Wolves, halftime draw. Yeah, and... Matt, to be honest, because you, you play that damn near every week, it seems, and this is probably my favorite spot that I've seen in a while for it. Mm-hmm. Palace have been really bad. And even though they've been poor, I, that you, this line is erroneous to me. I mean, minus 215 against Palace, who can at least put up a fight on their day. I'm not going to be a fool here. I have bet Palace to cover on an Asia, Asian handicap way too many times. Two times in a row I've been burned on it. There's no chance I'm doing that again this season. No chance. Because they just lay down flat at times. And other times, like they did against Chelsea, they show up and they look excellent. They were great against United too, yeah. Cody. Like they just—they're one of those teams. They get up for the big ones mm-hmm. and for the minnows. They just kind of sit in their old ways, and it's just oh, <laughs> boy, Roy, just sitting in his oh, ways. Wow. Yeah, and I just—I just don't know what they're gonna put out there. I mean. I think the line is a little bit wrong. I think it's a bit lopsided, but there's no way I'm going to back Palace. So I have nothing here. I mean, I literally have nothing on this. I'm not going to sink my teeth into a minus 215 line on Wolves. There's no chance. Mm-hmm. No chance. Yep. No, I, I'm with you here. So let's move it on over, Cody, with the dreadful, dreadful, dreadful Watford side hosting Manchester City. And I think Manchester City are actually – kind of having some value right now, right after this match. I'm surprised to see Man City at only minus 375. Yes, it's on the road, but there are no fans. Watford at plus 950 doesn't feel right. I think I would make Watford plus 2,000 the way that they're playing (laughs) this game. I mean, right now, it has just been so bad for them. And earlier when I went on the show with Flash and Martin for Sportsbook Review, like I just really couldn't find any value. I think that... I have been able to find some. I, I It's not anything that I've played yet, but I mean, first off, Manchester City win to nil looks pretty good. Yep. I don't see how Watford score. No. Um, I, I'd say I'd say Manchester City on the handicap looks pretty good. I, Watford, Watford, folks, I think that they're going down with with having City and Arsenal on deck to to finish off the season. Man, oh man, Bournemouth and Villa have got to be chomping at the bit right now. Can Eddie Howe somehow pull off one other last escape? And and can Villa kind of muster something up here with a couple games to go? But, Cody, any any thoughts here on this one? Yeah, Matt, just to touch on what you just said, 
that's when we did our first podcast back, we talked about relegation. This is what I picked. I picked Bournemouth to escape and, and Watford to go down because of these last few fixtures. If it's tight, it's going to be bad news for uh, Watford, especially that goal differential. Um, they get battered by City. They're in deep, deep trouble here. And that's pretty much what's likely to happen in this one. It's really hard, really hard not to sit here and play Manchester City minus one and a half goals at a minus 130 price. Like that's almost impossible not to play. I am going to wait until I see what happens in the FA Cup with Manchester City and wait for the lineup against Watford because the price I'm probably will change, but I would even play this at a minus 155 price. I would too. Price. I agree. So I'm going to wait. If I see a lineup that is anywhere near something I want to see, anywhere near, which I'm sure it will be, mm-hmm. I will be playing this and I'll be fully confident because that there is no chance, which you saw them get battered, what, 8-0 earlier this year? Yes. They can't defend against Manchester City. They're going to get pulled post to post across the pitch. It's going to be ugly. They just made West Ham look like yeah. Manchester City. West Ham could have had a few more goals in them. They kind of sat in for a bit and just said, hey, we're up 3-0. Let's just take our points and get the fuck out of here. Exactly. Manchester City doesn't play like that. Exactly. They play to cut your throat and drain you out on the pitch. Yes. So I, I agree. I, 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 don't, I would say to all the listeners, it's not something that we've locked in yet, but – my gosh, I really want to, Cody. I really want to lock yeah. it in right now. Yeah. Minus 1.5, minus 130 seems like a and gift. Here's, let's, Matt, let's talk about this. Because let's talk, maybe, maybe if we did do it, I guess because we're both waiting on lineups, but what would put you off it? There's nothing. Really not, there's nothing. Really nothing that's, that's what I actually wanted to make a point of. Give me City's rotational yeah. side at minus 1.5, minus 130. Give me the Phil Foden's. Give me, give me the Ultimendies. Yeah. Have you ever heard me say that? I don't think I've ever no. said that before. Give me Otamendi. Maybe when we saw him in the lineup against Liverpool. They're just going to have too much possession where it's like, who cares about Otamendi? You know yeah. what I mean? And Watford can't play any sort of defense against pressure. That's where they just crack. That's why they get battered by the big dogs. Oh, folks, I don't know how you don't play Manchester City minus 1.5. Is it square? Yes. Is it obvious? Yes. It's all, It feels like a must hit, though, right now. It really does. Watford are so... So bad. Are you going to play it? Did we sway? I think we have I'll swayed enough. Let's consensus it. Yeah, I agree. I think we talked ourselves into All right. It. All right. We have talked ourselves into a, the third consensus play here. We we got to do it. I mean, it, I know. It, I've got to log like in move. here. Let me log in. DraftKings. Minus 130. Ooh. Locked it in. It's in. It's in, folks. Full unit. Manchester City, minus 130 here at a minus 1.5 handicap. All right. How about another play for the listeners? Hmm. Let's move it on to the next match. Another consensus. Another consensus. Where are we going? Arsenal, Villa. Mm, Mm -hmm. I did not already plan this until you just cheeked up on it. Villa are going to host my boys in Arsenal. We're going to go to Villa Park. And this one, the line sits at Arsenal as the favorites at minus 106. Villa at plus 250, who desperately need a point or three from this match. And, Matt, they played earlier this year. I was at the pub watching it. It was a 3-2 to Arsenal. Fantastic match. It was a fantastic a match. A thriller. Late goals. Um, and I expect more of the same here, and I know you do as well. Both teams have scored an over two and a half goals at a minus 114 is a price that I can't pass up. Villa have, I've said this week after week, I think they look good. They do very well moving the ball forward. They get their opportunities. 
and they they do finish them time to time. And against Arsenal, they're gonna have a really good spot to do this. Arsenal are gonna be coming off that FA Cup match, whether it goes you know sink or swim for them is irrelevant because their players have been putting in a lot of minutes. They're a team that plays a lot of the same players. They can't rotate all that much because they have so many players out with injury or out for other reasons, which I'm not going to talk about. So Villa are going to be on fresh legs. You know, they haven't played. and This match is going to happen. They're going to have, what, five days rest? They're going to have a long rest here Mm -hmm. when they get into this. So it looks really good for Villa here. If Villa can steal some points, I'm going to say this as well. I would not – take Arsenal to win this match. I think that would be very foolish. I can see it as a draw. I can see Arsenal losing. I would not back Arsenal to win this match. So, therefore, I'm playing the total on both teams to score. Same. Both teams to score over 2.5 goals, and it really does touch on Arsenal. They're going to give everything for this FA Cup match against City. They're going to – you know that Arteta, They first off, the first match since the restart, um, was Arsenal versus City. And you're going to want to see Arteta try and get these boys up and see if they can play more competitive against City in this final, or sorry, semi-final. Yeah, I, I think that Villa score a goal here. Villa are going to give everything for this yeah. match. Everything. I think the only thing that could cost us somehow is if the match finishes 1-1. I, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I just, I see both teams scoring. I think it pushes over 1.5, or sorry, 2.5, and it's a nice price and we're not having to lay minus 120 mm-hmm. minus 130. We're basically hovering right around evens on this. Give it to me. Villa have been a both teams to score backing team all season. Why not continue to ride yeah, that out? And I can see Villa getting, I think Villa will be the first team to score as well. I can see them getting a fairly early goal within the first 15, 20 minutes. Interesting. That, that's in my opinion. I think Arsenal are going to be sluggish coming off this FA cup semifinal. I'm telling you right now. That's very possible. Very, very possible. All right, we've got two matches left, folks. Manchester United, must-win territory for top four, hosting West Ham United. We just saw them, and the Hammers look pretty good against Watford, but it was against Watford. (laughs) Manchester United, minus 360. The draw, plus 480. If you want West Ham United, you get 10 to 1 on your money, essentially. So, Cody, you want to break this one down first? Yeah, because I'm going to play this one as well, and I'm going dipping right back in. Uh, both teams to score at minus 120, which to me is a pretty good price. Um, this is These are two teams that are scoring the ball and scoring it really well, really well. I mean, we talked about Mikel Antonio on the top. Um, I don't think he's a very good footballer at all, and he just finds these really good runs of form, and he has found it. Like I said earlier – he, he's not only just finishing, his positioning is really good. He's finding his channels, running right through him. He gets in the box and looks for the ball, and he's even creating his own shot. Like today, he's taking a few touches, getting around two defenders and lining the ball up and hitting it in the back of the net. I mean, the guy is playing out of his mind, and he's getting service from that midfield that was lacking to do so for a very long while. Um, Susek has come alive, playing in that like number number eight role in the left midfield. Um he's been really pushing. You'll see Mikel Antonio kind of drift out left side to feed off of him. And that's been brilliant for West Ham United. I mean, what is there to say about United, Matt? There's a fire lit under their ass ever since this restart has happened. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been brilliant. Brilliant. Because I I, I was listening, you know, to an interview that he did with Anthony Martial and Martial wanted, um, what, what I forget the shirt number he's wearing right now, number nine shirt. And he said, the only way I'm going to give you that is you go out there and play and prove it to me. And that's what he's been doing. 
Interesting, because I think Rashford has the ten. Right. I think Martial has the nine. Yeah. He's oh, is nine. It? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. He want, that, that's when he got the number, and that's okay. when he's like he started to feed off of that, and he's starting to play really well. Uh, that's like he's the been of the great. Year. So he's just been he's been showing his quality. We always knew he had it, but he's finally got that striker's confidence that you really desperately need. And then Mason Greenwood. I, I did not know he was that good. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought he was a bit overrated. I'm an idiot for that because he is pure class. Um, yeah, seeing some differentiating numbers here right now. I'm looking. I've got MGM, bet MGM pulled up right now as well, which is pretty new here in the state of Indiana. But uh, bet MGM has Manchester United at minus 455 compared to DraftKings at minus 360. So that's why it's always important, guys, and that's why we have always stressed really from day one is it's really important to have mo- multiple books so you can shop around. It's like it's it's like shopping at the mall, you know. You just you if you can find something of the same quality and you can buy it for less, why wouldn't you do it? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it's very interesting. Yeah, both teams to score actually, Cody on BetMGM right now is at minus one hundred six. So yeah, a couple, a couple little shavings there of some pennies, but um, I agree because West Ham have been scoring the ball so well. Yeah. I, I was looking at Bruno Fernandez, anytime goal scorer here because the guy has just been feeling it yeah, yeah, yeah. and his price is reflective yeah, too. And he gets He's the only, free kicks in the penalties. Gets, exactly. Plus Plus one fifteen on a midfielder to be the anytime goal scorer. That kind of shows you right there, but they've got four. Look at this. Fernandez plus 115, Martial plus 115, Rashford plus 120, Mason Greenwood plus 125. They've got four hovering around. I would actually lean with Fernandez because of the free kicks and the pens. But um, for me right now, this is not something that I'm interested in playing. West Ham did win this reverse fixture 2-0. So I expect some revenge here from United. United are in some of the best form right now of this league, probably top two or three. Mm-hmm. And I, I I see them getting the job done here. Do I think they win by a margin? I think they very easily could. So you see West Ham getting blanked possibly. Not blanked. I don't think – I think this is like a 3-1. Okay. I think this is a 3-1 type of match. I think that United does cover the handicap, though, for some reason. But yeah. it's just until I see some lineups and stuff, I mean, even though I really do already know what's going out there. But, yeah, it's just a pass for yeah, me. And United are going to be on a they, – they play FA Cup in the weekend as well against Chelsea. So it may be a little leggy. That's a good point. That's a great point, Cody. West Ham will have fresher legs. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer rolls out there in that FA Cup. I mean, it's a humongous semifinal. Well, Matt, they are not deep. That that's been their issue for the past couple of weeks. Is you can see them maybe slowing down because they don't rotate almost at all. They don't. They don't have the. They depth. don't have, they have it. no depth. Yeah, when they bring in Fred and like a yeah. Daniel James, and you start to see that some of their performances it start dips. dropping. Yeah, like Luke Shaw was out against Palace. They brought mm-hmm. in Fosu Mensa from uh, where was he? Where has he been the last six months? Right. And his, he played, he did okay playing left back, not his natural position at all. But uh, yeah, this one, it's just not a whole ton of, not a lot of value no, really right. in this one. I think that if there was any way to go, I think that Cody's on the right angle here of both teams to score. Yeah, I think that by far is the best value in this match, personally. Yep. Let's, all right. Your boys at Anfield, match of the week. 
against Chelsea. Liverpool are the favorites at a minus 103 price. Two weeks in a row, you can get them at a price that most of the time you would take at any given moment. Chelsea at plus 265. Um, Matt, I'll go first because I don't have much to say, and this is your boys. Um, I lean Liverpool minus 103. I am just going to go ahead and say it. I need to see the lineups. I really do because you're going to think it's at the point where he wants to rotate in some of those young guys because what is left really at all to play for. So I, I want to look at the lineups. If I see a strong lineup out of Liverpool, um, you kind of have to play it at that price. You know, Chelsea, you kind of know what you're getting. They're going to be coming off an FA Cup match too. If you bring a leggy team into Anfield against Liverpool, you're going to have a nice, nice, nice break. You're going to get crushed. You're going to, you go in. Chelsea can't defend. Let's go ahead and say that. You know, there's a few teams in this league where, you know, their defensive lapses are the six inches between their heads. Like mentally, they just give away goals every now and then. Chelsea is not that kind of case. They organizationally are not good. Their quality is not very good. Rudiger has been uh, hinted to be getting shipped out this summer. So there's a lot of mess back there. Liverpool are going to score. And I can see them putting a few past. Uh, Matt, what do you think? It's very interesting. Yeah, it's it's not something that I've played yet. But I go back to the last match, Cody, against Arsenal. If I get Liverpool at minus 110 against Arsenal, I would take it again. I lost it. I would take it again. And I would take it again. And I would take it again. And here we go again <laughs> with Chelsea here hovering around the same price. I think that you're right, Cody. This is a lineup checker. And it's almost a lineup checker when United play Chelsea and those that, how those how Lampard and Solskjaer are going to roll out here with tremendously big 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 matches mm-hmm. coming up for top four like really their focus should not be on the semifinal we know that the FA Cup it's it's littered in glory but at the same time it's not where the money is and top four is the main focus here Oh, they're so, not, yeah, they're not looking at this. So so I, I expect to see two rotated sides, actually, in that semifinal, which is very rare. Mm-hmm. I, I expect to see two fair – like I expect to see like a Fred. Mm-hmm. I expect to see some of oh. the Chelsea youngsters maybe come in and play in this one because I, I just – I think that they're – I think that if I'm Lampard, I want to roll out my first 11 against Liverpool and at least find a way to get a draw, at least – but at this price, right now on a Friday, I'm definitely leaning Liverpool. I think that the both teams to score over 2.5 is interesting as well. But you're getting Liverpool on a bounce back as well. Yeah. You know, after a couple embarrassing displays individually from Alisson and Virgil Van Dyke, a couple of their first mistakes really in a red kit, and it's just it's a bounce back. They still have the potential record for to tie for the most wins in a season at home. Cody, I was at this match last season. Mm-hmm. This was uh, I was at this match when Liverpool hosted Chelsea, and that is what our um, intro is. When Salah scores the screamer, they won that two zero. It was a halftime nil nil. Liverpool came out and dusted them in front of thousands and thousands, fifty five thousand. <laughs> at Anfield and I was one of them screaming away. I was yelling so hard at Louise. It was fantastic. Oh my God. Chill out on him. And, and one thing as well, Matt, you touched on the mistakes they made. Virgil van Dyke, that was his first mistake leading to a goal in 88 Premier League matches. That is insane. It is. That is insane. So 
yeah, it's hard not to take Liverpool in that spot. It really, really is difficult. So tune in. We'll most likely have something for you there. All right, Matt. Well, that pretty much does it. Uh, another episode, another weekend. We'll be back next week for our last Premier League podcast for, what, a month? And they'll start again? No, we're going to keep posting some other ones, That's too. Pretty, I said Premier League podcast. Okay. Right? Premier League podcast. We still got MLS, which uh, we're both rolling on. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that because we're, we're really picking up units there in, in America. Um, but, yeah, thank you, Matt, so much. Good to be back in person with you. I'm at Squid's Picks. Matt's at Matt J underscore Lawrence, and we'll see you in a few days. Thank you. Thank you.